Welcome to the Navigating Your Career podcast. This is the place for you to figure out your next career move, learn how to speak up and show up as the real you, and discover the path that brings out the best in you. If you want to stop feeling stuck, start feeling better, and take ownership of your career and your life, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Melissa Lawrence. Let's get started. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. This week I have a special guest joining me, Jenna Burke. Jenna is one of my clients and we worked together for about six months um, and then we're going to be working together for another six months, so a full year of coaching. And she works in the biotech industry in clinical project management, and she is going to share her experience, both kind of the problems that she had in her career and her life and what her experience has been in coaching and some of her biggest takeaways and advice for people that may be considering coaching or may just be wanting to make a change and prioritize themselves more. So this is just such a great episode and I can't wait for you to hear her story. Let's dive in. Hi, Jenna. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today. I'm so glad to be here. (laughs) So can you tell the listeners a little bit about you, just who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, So I um, for my career, I work in project management for a biotech company. So I work in clinical operations, um, running some of our clinical trials, um, for hobbies, you know, I am, uh, launching into the beach body world, uh, really into health and fitness, um, like to just hang out with friends, certainly, uh, working on that work-life balance, which I'm sure we'll talk about a lot today. Um, but yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Awesome. So for the purpose of our conversation today, we're going to talk a bit about kind of where you were before we started working together and then that process of the time that we've had together and then kind of what your life is like now. So if you can go back to, so we've been working together a little over six months. So if you can go back to six months ago, do you remember what things were like for you? <laughs> uh, yes, very clearly. Uh, because it's a place that I don't want to be in again. Um, I'd say I was in a, a bit of a funk, but a stressed funk of like mental clutter (laughs) of, um, you know, work was crazy. I mean, this was six months ago, COVID had hit, I think COVID aside, um, you know, we were in the work from home mindset, but in general, my, the career side of my life had just exploded. Um, workload increased quite a bit. I was definitely losing that work-life balance. And then from that, you know, in a, on a personal sense was, you know, I'm moving into a new decade in my life and was really starting to evaluate, um, you know, what am I doing? <laughs> really? Is, is this like, is my work making me happy? Because right now I am just so stressed all the time. I can't even think straight. I'm distancing relationships with friends because I feel like I need to prioritize work over everything else. And then, you know, me fast forwarding (laughs) into the future, the way I was thinking about it was, oh my gosh, like, I don't want to go into, I don't want to wake up one day and realize that all I talk about or all I do is work. You know, I'm losing track of hobbies or things that I want to get into. Um, 
And, you know, even just that stress alone for me being so involved in my career made me think like, well, is this the career that I want to stay in? Am I even happy doing this? And then the thought of switching careers <laughs> was stressing me out. So it was a bit of a jumbled mess um, in my brain, a bit of spiraling out of control and really just hoping to kind of take back the reins and move into this next decade of life feeling like I had clear set goals and things that I wanted to accomplish and being really comfortable in the the place that I was in. Yeah, I remember you feeling really overwhelmed and you had like recruiters reaching out to you and you were like, I'm not sure. Should I apply for this job? Should I go for that job? Should I stay where I am? And then at the same time, you were working so much that you, like you said, didn't have that personal life. And so you just yes. were stressed and a little bit yes. in chaos, like you said. <laughs> yes. And then, you know, just thinking of where I was in my life from a career standpoint, like, do I need to work towards a promotion? Should I try to, you know, be a higher title? What does, was it, what does it take to get there? So really just... Uh, <laughs> Craziness overall. <laughs> yeah. So can you think of anything that you tried to solve that on your own before you reached out to me? Yeah. So, you know, I think that um, really it was if work was offering, um, I guess I'll preface this with because we moved from working in the office to being remote, um, I'm very fortunate that my company was being more mindful of setting up little seminars for people to under, to help the work-life balance, stress management, um, just little, little things. Right. So I had attended some of those and, you know, you go to an hour long session, you're like, this was great. You try to take some of the techniques, you write them down. And then like a week later, you just <laughs> like, it's, it's like the ideal, you're like, this would be great if I could follow it, but no one's, no one's holding you accountable. Um, you know what you need to be doing, but I mean, for most of us, we probably just kind of put it to the wayside and keep going on the way that we've been functioning, which likely isn't working very well. <laughs> um, and then I think from that, really, my outlet was just my friends, right? And when we'd get together, I, you know, at that point, really, the gatherings were walks. <laughs> so if I went on an outdoor walk with one of my friends, I mean the work stresses and like my complaints that was always at the forefront of my conversation, but that was really the only way that I was venting. Right. It wasn't really mm -hmm. taking any action. It was just like, let me go on this walk after work and complain about how my day was and how stressed I am at work all day <laughs> Which yeah. was not getting me anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It could kind of take over a little bit. Um, so when you think about then like your obstacles. So when you, I know you were referred to me through mm -hmm. a mutual friend. So when you thought of then working with a coach, was there anything that kind of got in your way or you thought, I don't know if this is going to work or I don't know if I have time <laughs> or like who pays money for this? Like, did any of that come up for you? <laughs> you know, I think that the biggest thing for me and that we've been working through in our coaching is a bit of the vulnerability um, and then I think a thought that always pops into my mind or a thought that did pop into my mind. And I thought the same way with like, you know, if you were seeking therapy, well, are they actually going to get it? Like, how much am I going to have to explain this back? So like, they won't understand what I'm going through. 
Um, so that was obviously a concern. And then when you start, you know, feeling like you need to preface so much of the information, but really, I mean, not being through this, I think a lot of the problems that people have are so <laughs> uh, similar that it's nice to have like an, a, a person that's on the outside looking in that can just listen to what I'm saying versus trying to piece together all of the, like the relationships in the, in my life, or who I work with or who said what, or you know, just. Yeah. Like objectively all see it hand. without all yes. of the mind drama that you exactly. have about it. Yeah. So, so that was, I think my, my biggest concern. Um, of course there were like financial concerns, but I have taken, um, I mean, the work-life balance one was, I think one of the bigger pieces I need to needed to work on, but through the last couple of years had really been working on figuring out, uh, just what I call like self self care, focusing on myself, um, making myself a priority. So at that point, looking at the financial piece, it was like, well, this is the time to do it because there's always going to be something else that comes up. There's always going to be something else that you have to pay for. And it's like, if this is something that could help me long-term, well, then the investment now is pretty minimal compared to like, again, a decade later, I, I, I want to have these, these tools and, you know, habits already in place. So yeah, that was, yeah, uh, but no, that's a really, that's a really great way to look at it is the investment now and what it's getting you in the mm-hmm. future. And just that people generally don't have a bunch of money sitting aside for something like coaching or for something that is self-care oriented. If anyone has money aside, it's usually for what's considered a more practical expense, like a new HVAC system. Right. I was going to say, if like like your roof needs repair, your new windows, like one of the arguments I have with my friend all the time is, you know, they're improving their house and she's like, oh, well, you know, we're saving for new windows. So we can't do this, this, and this. Well, I mean, you can, but (laughs) yeah, Yeah, it's all how you allocate your money, like what you decide you want to do with it. (laughs) So when you think back to like the conversation that we had um, before it was official that I was going to be your coach, um, do you remember why you chose to work with me? I think, well, I mean, I think you have to have a connection. (laughs) It's like dating. Um, You you have to be, you have to be comfortable, right. And, And feel like that other person you said understands what you're talking about or, or you feel like will 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 help. Um and I mean I felt that. I was mm-hmm. like, she seems to get it. Like she knows exactly what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and also someone that I could tell would challenge me a bit. <laughs> like obviously what I'm doing or was doing for myself isn't working. <laughs> so I need someone to challenge that. Um and and I could sense that I would that I would get that and I have okay. <laughs> in, in the best way possible. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> that is true. I, that is part of my role is to challenge your thinking sometimes. Um, so now that we've worked together, if you now fast forward six plus months, what is your career and life like now? So I will say that, um, one of the main goals was obviously having that balance. I'm going to continue to say it because that was the most important. Um, and I, not only am I, am I more balanced in my workload, but I've also um, been really focusing on making it a norm in conversation with like in the workplace, right. Of um, making sure you have that balance. Also like vocalizing my bandwidth, 
because I was often someone that would just take things on and say, yes, 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 I can do that. I can do that. Um, and you know, I would put my personal things to the wayside. So I'm like, well, it's fine. I just have to get this done through work, through work. I can reschedule with my friends. I can, you know, miss that book club meeting. I'll catch the next one, but that really compounds on itself. So now I'm definitely more engaged in my personal life. Um, have had more time for some hobbies that I wanted to explore. Um, and, you know, I think one of the biggest things for me that's been huge, and I was talking to someone at work about this today, was realizing how much <laughs> I was saying I should do something mm. versus wanting to do something. And that I remember when you pointed that out to me, noting that, you know, should has such a negative connotation to it. It really made me start to think about the, the should do's versus what is truly making me happy or what I really enjoy doing. You know, obviously we are all going to have to do things that we don't want to do from time to time, but that shouldn't be the way that we're leading our lives. So for me, um, that's been such a, a game changer just in my general mindset because I can, you know, go through a day or a week really evaluating what I'm taking on um, from the work sense as well. I think it something that was very hard for me is, you know, up until the time where I realized, oh my gosh, my brain is craziness and chaotic right now. I really enjoyed my work. I, I really like what I do. And then I got to this point of just like burnout and craziness and questioning if it was truly what I wanted. So then to kind of, and again, you, you pushed me on this one too, to acknowledge like, well, do you love your job? It's okay if you don't, it's okay if you don't like it, or even some days don't like it. You don't have to, um, you don't have to love your job every day. Right. And that just owning that, that some days I really just don't like my job. Some days it's just a paycheck, um, was kind of really refreshing and took so much weight off because I work in the rare disease realm. So one of the those factors that kind of adds some stress is you want to feel motivated to do what you do every day for the people that you're helping. But, you know, sometimes you do have to take a step back for that and look at yourself and look at what you're doing and realize that it is still just a job. So it's okay if that's not motivating me today. Um, doesn't make me a bad person if I don't love my job as much as maybe some other people that I work with on the daily do. Um, so I think just kind of taking away that like pressure of feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm so busy, but I have to love what I do every day for, for, you know, for the people that were helping really, really helped because it just, I could just take that little piece of clutter <laughs> out of my brain, just like push it to the wayside and focus at the task at hand. Um, and, you know, just giving myself grace, generally speaking for like what I do accomplish and what I can get through, um, is, has also just been, <laughs> that's just been one that, uh, we don't like to acknowledge the hard work that we do like in ourselves. It's very, most of us, I mean, for me, it's very uncomfortable. I do not like, <laughs> I don't like compliments. I just don't, I don't like realizing that like, Hey, yeah, I'm doing a good job. So I think just having, being able to reflect on that and even say it to myself, um, is really, really game changing for, for me or has been. Yeah. It's like you, I feel like you just needed 
permission to not make your day job your identity. Mm-hmm. Because when we started, you know, I still I still be, think back fondly on you being very, um, and this speaks to what you said about, you know, warming up and becoming vulnerable about what you wanted. You were like, I want to be promoted and I want to be this higher level and I want to have direct reports and I want to have yep. all of these things in my life. <laughs> and then I took you through, you know, my self-discovery process and it just, it was a little bit resistant at first. Right. And then I remember we got to a point, I was like, do you really, is this really what you want? And like, you said, like, it's just, like, are you sure that this is the direction you want to go? Because when it came to working on some of those things that would get you to that level, it just seemed clear that that's not really what you wanted. And right. so once you were able to give yourself that permission and that grace to just enjoy what you enjoy about your job and stop making it everything in your life... Right. Then if you had a bad day at work, it didn't mean you were bad. If you had a good yeah. day at work, it didn't mean you were good. It's just like you just have this job you like and you're also awesome on your own. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and you know, to add to that too, like so much of the, the stress and pressure is like, well, I'm at a certain point in my life. Should I be making X amount of money or have X title? Mm-hmm. And even though that going through this process, I realized like it's not something I actually really want. So I'm adding all this extra pressure to myself without even realizing it get to a certain title, even though, again, through a lot of what we've been working on, realizing that I am actually very comfortable where I am. And like, that's okay. It's okay to just sit and like become kind of an expert in what I'm doing right now and not be so worried of, you know, what title I'm hitting or, you know, salary I'm hitting. Cause that's not like what's driving me in what I enjoy in the day to day or what I want out of, you know, every day. So Yeah. And when you stopped doing that, then you started getting more opportunity and -hmm. more praise at work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yes. It's been such a, it's been such a funny switch, but I mean, I guess that's, that's what I was hoping for. And that I had basically this refresh moment where I could take a step back and reevaluated what I was doing and realized that, no, I don't want to leave my company. I really like it here. I want to stay here and I don't want to push for you know, this big promotion, because I actually really like the, the position I'm in and what I'm currently working on. And I en- am enjoying what I'm doing and I have new ideas and I want to share them. And it, it gave me more energy to get through the day versus the dread that I was feeling by, you know, we talked about this. I took a week off and then came back. And I think the Wednesday through my week was already dreading the Monday <laughs> of what, you know, by and then just focusing on like the time being off. So now it's like, okay, well now I know what to expect. Like I'm not, I don't have that sense of dread anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. both case of the Sunday scaries, but it's nothing compared to that. Like, oh gosh, just like this pit that was constantly in my stomach of what fire is going to be in my face that I didn't get accomplished because I just didn't have the time or, you know, just oh, that feeling, that uneasy feeling. Yeah. It seems uncomfortable to even talk about, right? Yeah. Now. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's great. So if you could pick just like a couple things that you think have had like these real world tangible benefits that coaching has helped you with, what would you say those things are? I think, um, I'm going to say it again, the balance, Mm because I mean, that was an ultimate goal of mine. I need to have the time 
outside of work so that I can have time with my friends, um, date, like go on dates, which (laughs) has since been very successful. Um, you know, focus on if I wanted to get more into my health and fitness journey, have more time to do that. Um, and not feel like upset all the time because I realized I was just giving all my energy to work. Um, so that the balance is definitely big. I think, um, my general outlook. So I think the reminder of, you don't have to love your job every day. It can be a paycheck taking kind of flipping. Like we worked on this last week when I was feeling overwhelmed a little bit with like, Oh, this was a crazy week. Um, a lot on my plate. I can't handle my workload kind of flipping it to remind yourself like, no, you, you can <laughs> just like you, you can get through it. Um, and then also not to overthink. So I have a terrible habit of spiraling my brain by overthinking, not in a de- debilitating way, but I go through all like the what ifs and I kind of play out, I'm a project manager. So very quickly play out different scenarios in my brain, because that's what I have to do for work is constantly have a through F scenario ready to go at all times. Right. Um, and through some of the exercises that we did realizing that like, well, none of the decisions that have gotten me this far in my life (laughs) have caused catastrophic effects, right? They've generally all led, they've all been a good decision or they haven't been a, a bad decision. So that reminder to myself that, well, nothing that I do likely is going to just completely off rail <laughs> my goals or cause such a detrimental effect that I wouldn't be able to bounce back. There's no proof so far <laughs> that that would, that, that would happen. So I think just to not overthink and to, to trust myself a little bit more. Yeah. not so powerful that you trust yourself now. Like just reflecting back on, you know, some of the doomsday scenarios that we can all create when right. we're facing something <laughs> new and you just have so much more, like, I mean, you said the word grace mm-hmm. with yourself and trust mm-hmm. that you can handle these situations and that you can make the right decision for you. So that's and just it's, so great. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it feels great. Like I, I think I say this most of our sessions, like I just feel lighter, generally yeah. speaking, <laughs> yeah. which is great. That's how you want to feel, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about how um, your view on your work and your career is different now versus how it used to be. Um, how is your view of yourself different? I think that I... I mean, I think I'm definitely more confident in just what I'm talking about. I think I'm more, way more vulnerable than I was when we started. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm usually not much of an emotional person person or, um, I mean, yeah, vulnerability, every, everything about it. It's <laughs> not me. It's not, it's not ever a word I would have used to describe myself. Yeah. And to really like identify some of those moments of weakness, you know, that's just not, not something that I do. Um, so I really, I think that that, that has definitely shifted, um, quite a bit. <laughs> like, um, and I think that honestly, just being more honest with a person and just having these conversations, like I'm, 
I'm pretty much like I have relationships at work in my personal life where if you ask me a question, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty honest and I'm always willing to have like harder conversations with people. But I think just being more honest of how I am truly feeling or how I, I am in the moment um, has really, really helped me because now looking back, like I've shared multiple times that, Hey, I wasn't in like a good place a couple months ago. Like I had hit rock bottom. Like I had had burnout and whether you want to blame it on working from home and COVID factors or the fact that my, my workload had increased, which it had in fact it did. Um, and just how we function, like in this particular example, how we function as a company, like things need to change. And I've been really comfortable talking about that, which goes to that vulnerability. I would never share that. Like I couldn't take on, um, a specific task or just felt like anxious and not interested and, and disconnected. And I've gotten really comfortable talking about that, which um, I think it's important for people to do overall, because even I was having a conversation today with one of the higher ups in our group who actually can help create change. Like other than us, just, you know, coworkers talking amongst yourselves, like he's someone that does truly want to help and cares for his people. So just to share that, I shared that I started working with a life coach. Like I, you know, on my own, like not through work. It was just something mm-hmm. I did for myself. Um, and he is super supportive of it. And I think just normalizing that conversation And again, that's, I may have shared previously, you know, with people just, I would have helped them have difficult conversations, but I would have never probably been comfortable enough, especially in the work sense, sharing like that I was not okay with (laughs) with things. Yeah. 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 And just speaking up, I mean, Mm -hmm. it just is so... I just, I just love your, I love your journey so much. Like I'm partial <laughs> to like all my clients, but like, I really do like a lot of it because I just, I so vividly just remember like early on when, you know, when I said you had these like defined goals, you're like, okay, this is what I want. And then you're like, and I don't like talking about myself and I don't like change. And I was like, okay, well, we will see how this goes because that is right. what coaching is. <laughs> yeah. Like this is going to be a myself. ride. <laughs> But like you did, you totally yeah. opened up after like, it just takes like building that trust. So like you said before, it's yep. scary at first, but once you just commit to yourself in the process, then like, mm-hmm. it, you know, little by little, you start opening up and then you start having all these results that you're having. Yep. And, you know, obviously a huge focus of this, especially in the beginning for me was career oriented because mm-hmm. that is issue at hand, but it obviously has affected other areas of my life. So, um, you know, when I started coaching, I was kind of like going, trying to like reemerge in, into the dating world and just, which is not an ideal time during a pandemic, but, <laughs> right. and, you know, just trying to like, again, going into this new decade of life and all of the what ifs and should I, I should be married. I should have kids. I should, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then taking a step back into like what I truly want. And I mean, I'm now, I'm now in a relationship. So obviously like, it, it's worked, but just to, um, sometimes in the same sense, my brain was spiraling of the, okay, well, if I like this person and then we move in together, but like, where are we going to live? Because I don't, you know, all of those considerations that like my brain, I always say this goes from like zero to a hundred. And, you know, mm-hmm. just, um, we did a whole session once where I was just complaining about dating and you know, just focus on what you want. Right. And what's going to make you happy and some of your non-negotiables 
And I think being an advocate for like myself, like I think sticking to that has really, really helped me a lot. Um, but also that same, sorry, the dog's barking, that same calming factor of, you know, you don't need to, um, none of things that happen right now. Like you don't have to overthink it. Like just, just take it step by step. And, you know, if it is that you move and maybe you're not sure about the area, like have some type of transition plan or have a plan in place or just, you know, work through these things together. Those reminders have been really, really helpful. Um, and the same way, like the same way it's translated in my career, like some of the vulnerabilities, it's also translated into my personal life. Way more vulnerable, vulnerable with friends and now boyfriend that I probably would have been <laughs> like... Yeah, I'm always saying that like the relationship with your mom, with your friends, like everything is just more positive and open. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's all just working on the next best step, not 20, 20 months right. from now or whatever the future is. Because I mean, that's just naturally how we think. And we have to kind of just redirect it to knowing that you can make decisions for yourself and what's the best next thing that you want to do. Right. And it's funny because all of the things that in our first session I said I wanted, when you read me back some of those points, even in my personal life, I'm like, no, that doesn't really fit anymore. You know, like yeah. be so convinced that I was just like this independent person that needed to build all these things for myself. And while I still feel that way, and of course I'll always want something for myself, I realized that like, no, I, I do want, you know, like a partner, like there, there's this whole other life. Yeah. Like I just was kind of, pushing through the wayside that I didn't think I wanted that now is just very quickly, um, rising into something that like, I really do want. So it's, it's, it's just funny. Cause it's that same situation. Like everything flipped, like, Oh, there's a couple little mindset tweaks. And I feel like my whole outlook on work. Yeah. Career, Cause you stopped focusing personal. your goals on like what you thought you should want and like, what was a safe choice. And you just redirected and learned that you can make good choices and that you know what you want. Right. And once you learned what that was, then things change. But I think that's why your goals and the things that you were saying so early on that you don't recognize now were because you were still in that cloud of, you know, societal pressures and what you think you should do and being afraid of getting hurt and like all right. of the things that impact so many of us. And all that clutter. It was all yeah. that up in, up in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, we talked a little bit about um, any like kind of unexpected results that you had from coaching, like kind of the ripple effects to your personal relationships. Mm -hmm. Is there anything we didn't talk about that um, was a result that you had from coaching that you didn't expect? I think um, some of the more proactive measures with family things, um, we had indicated that as something that, you know, through the coaching process, I would like to work on. Um, which was funny because when I th- thought of some of the things that a life coach maybe could help me with, family was never one that popped up um, for me. It was just like, mm-hmm, everything's fine. And like, it's fine. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then, you know, when I started to think about it, I realized, um, take my nephew, for example, mm-hmm. I would like, for weird reasons, would just procrastinate making plans or or, or just not do something like I'd be like, Oh, you know, when I go back home and go see him, I should really just take him out, you know, just me and him to connect. I'll, you know, I'll send him a text. He's 10. So he's, he's got a phone now. He can, you know, makes his own plans, <laughs> send him a text message and you know, just like have time with him. Right. 
So I want to be like the fun aunt, you know, I, I don't get to see him as much because we don't live in the same state. So like, he's like a band now and for whatever reason I would get home and then just wouldn't do those things. And then I would leave and feel so guilty that I had it. And I was like mad at myself. I was like, why wouldn't you just text it? Like, why, why was this something you put off? Like you want to do it. And one of the actions I think of <laughs> our meetings when I was back home was just like, we'll just make the plans. And, it, and it's so easy to be like, we'll just do it. Yeah. Like what's stopping <laughs> you, you from text doing them it? right now? Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what's stopping me. I don't know. Well, what if you just text them right when we get off the phone? <laughs> Right. Well, I guess I could do that. <laughs> you know, and, and just things like that, where it just, it sounds so simple, but sometimes you just need that other person to kind of give you that push and, to, and, and then you do it and it's fine. And now everything's fine. Like I, I can make plans with him when I want. And what was I afraid of? Nothing. Like, why was I doing it? Couldn't tell you, but I'm happy. I mean, it was part of that vulnerability stuff again with like yeah. yourself out there. The relationship was important to you. Yeah. It was all, all these things are connected, which I don't think people always realize that when you start to work on career, it really impacts like every part of your life. Cause how you show up at work is how you're showing up everywhere. Yep. And I think too, um, another unexpected benefit of just kind of how I've shifted is same thing with the vulnerability, vulnerability. Oh my gosh. I can't say it. <laughs> You've said it so much. You can't say it anymore. <laughs> I know I can't say it. I'm not, I'm just not even going to try is, um, you know, one thing that I was, you know, because I'm on like a health and fitness journey. I had talked a lot about like, you know, I know I need to be on social media. I know I need to get on social media. Everyone knows if you're going through any type of journey or if you want people to join you on your journey, you need on social media. Um, and even just like my first story, like story where I was taught, where it was on me talking mm-hmm. was one that I was not willing. I put, I, I think I progressed. I pushed that off for yeah, you did not want to be on video. Did not want to be talk. <laughs> like I could face it. I could face that camera to something else and talk, but on me to just talk about what I'm going through. Mm-mm-mm. And, and I did it. And that was one thing. Again, it was another, you're like, well, how about you do it today? <laughs> right, right after this. And not that, that I'm only doing things because you're telling me to, but again, you're like, what's yeah, we're the worst really that oversimplifying. <laughs> right, right. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's that reminder of like, well, what's the worst that could happen? If someone doesn't like what you have to say, they won't listen or they can unfollow you. But if it's something that's important to you, like put it out there and you'll actually be surprised like how many people will either be supportive or want to join you on your journey that you just didn't even know that you were affecting. So it, it's funny. Cause it's like, it's that reminder of like, just don't overthink it. Don't take yourself too seriously. Like you have the energy, you love what you're doing. Like people will see that. Just put it out there. Like, again, nothing, like you're not going to die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your brain can't always tell the difference though. Your brain might think you're going to die. <laughs> right. right. I, I wasn't sure. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and you know, and I did it. And, you know, that's also just now part of like my common practice. Mm-hmm. But it's getting, it's like taking that, taking that step to just have someone like walk you through. It's so Yeah. Figure out why you're standing in your own way. Right. You know, but all of that, like, I think these are such good examples because they all tie to that vulnerability, Mm -hmm. right? Like not comparing yourself, putting yourself out there, like having more kind of emotional conversations, like not Mm -hmm. being afraid to try new things. Like all of those things are connected. Yeah. And I think just the comparing in itself and like what you think you should be doing, what you, what you actually want to do, like just 
this time with social media being so in our faces all the time, it's really easy to compare yourself. Mm-hmm. Even where, you know, in any aspect of life, it's so easy to compare yourself. So just that reminder of like focusing in on what, what is a driver for you? Not what living your own life should be a driver because the person next to you is doing the other. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Okay. Um, what was your favorite part of the coaching process? <laughs> you know, actually my, I think my favorite session to date has been when we, when you reviewed my, um, the past months, like my, like, oh, okay. So the end of from, our first six months together. Yes. Okay. Like just yeah, because that was truly, I had seen the changes through a long, right? Like we had, we had, I had noticed them. I noticed a shift in myself, but at that point to truly see mm-hmm. how far I had come, um, was like shocking <laughs> because I almost didn't, like, I did not recognize the person that was saying those things from the first session. Like yeah. none of what I'd indicated as a goal or something I wanted to explore more of was something that sounded interesting or something that I wanted now in my current state. I was like, Oh God, like, no, I don't, I don't want this at all. <laughs> like that, that is person? like, exactly. <laughs> and then it made me so excited for I'm like, that was in six months. I was like, what is it going to look like a year from now or in another six months? Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of when you see like transformation pictures of people like side by side and you're like, holy cow, that's amazing. And you've seen them all along, like working super hard. And whatever. It was that feeling. Um, and also just realizing that like, I took this leap, right? I like made an investment in myself and it's working. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing you want is like, you know, just to, to be doing something that like, I don't really know. Like, I can't tell you if I see any difference, but I'm going to stick to it because I, I feel like I should, <laughs> another should, but no, like yeah. to actually say, like, I say and, and notice the changes in myself. And also, mm-hmm. I mean, you've indicated that you've seen them. It's just, it's really fun because it makes you like want to keep going. Like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think measuring progress is so important. Mm-hmm. So, um, for those that are not familiar with this process, what we do is we set goals in the beginning and then we check in every couple of months on where we are based on those initial targets. And But during every session, I'm always taking notes on what we're coaching on, on hangups you're having, on wins you're having, on things you're saying. Like if you have a really powerful statement about yourself or maybe even something that you're still really getting stuck on, I jot those things down. So then at the end of that six months, we can review all of those things, not just the goals, but just you could actually hear the words that you were saying and how those have changed. And every month seeing how that language changes and the things that you're doing that are different, it's just so powerful. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. And, you know, it's like small things. It's kind of like when you look in the mirror at yourself every day, like you don't see how you're changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to see that kind of compile over time, um, it was just, it's so, and I, I referenced that in communications also. I'm like, I have to read you. I have to read you this from what my coach sent me for my original sessions because the people that are closest in my life, I mean, I've been telling them about this journey. Um, and, and it's only six months, you know, it's like, this didn't take years and years to change. Um, even some of the changes just week to week, there'll be a huge difference in how I feel. 
um, months, 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 not like everything just happened at six months, right? <laughs> but like, <laughs> but seeing it like month by month, cause you read out, you know, month by month, what I was saying and how I was progressing mm-hmm. was like, wow, it's just, it, it's awesome. I mean, it's like super, it is like, an, it's like inspiring and motivating to just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what my life will look like in six months. So it's exciting. Yeah, no, that's always so funny. I feel like sometimes in the beginning, people are like, oh, six months, that seems so long to solve my problem. But then when they get to the end of the six months and actually see everything that's been impacted in these ripple effects we've talked about, I feel like the response is always, it was only six months. Like my life is totally different. It was six months. Yeah. And I think too, like, focusing even like obviously you have big wins throughout the process but even like the smaller wins that you ask about on a weekly basis in between acknowledging those because we go through our days and these things happen but you don't think about it or dwell on it but flexing on those is actually really helpful because you're like no I I have accomplished something this week or I did tackle that challenge this week or I just had like a really awesome day (laughs) I'll share about it yeah, it's so easy for us to gloss over all of the things that we're doing that are great and just focus on like the one critical thing. Mm-hmm. So easy. Yeah. Um, so what would you say to someone who isn't familiar with coaching or has never invested in their own development before? So it's similar to probably everything I've been saying this time, this time <laughs> but you know, it's, it was the way I describe it to so the people closest to me is it helped clear the clutter from my head. Like it, it got me out of my own way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's continuing to get me out of my own way. Um, and just like, like clearing out the crap that was just fogging down, like what I wanted, what I thought I wanted, how I live my day-to-day life, the activities I do in my day-to-day life. Um, that's, the simplest and easiest way to put it. I think that going into coaching, you have to, like you said, kind of um, be prepared to want to resist and kind of to like fight through that. Um, Because I remember you saying, you know, like, Hey, well, we're going to go through this process. Like I think it was the career looking more like the career anchors and you may not like the result. Like you may want to resist the results because you think that you should be going into one don't actually want. So I think it's being super open-minded and just willing to kind of like trust the process because, um, again, when someone doesn't truly know you and you don't think like, well, are they going to understand? It's really easy to go on the defense. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's not how I think at all. It's not, that's not right. <laughs> but <laughs> you have to just kind of like open it up and hear someone else who is actually listening to what you're saying versus, I mean, some, a lot of times when I start talking, I could go off forever and probably forget half of what I say, but to, to have that person that can sit there and listen and objectively say like, well, the way that you're talking about this makes it sound like it's really causing you (laughs) some like pause or hesitation or, you know, craziness. Um, Yeah. So that open-mindedness, you know, I think, just trusting the process. Um, and it's, and you're probably going to hate that I say this, but it is hard. It's this isn't an easy (laughs) process, right? Like it's for me, at least for people that struggle, like talking about themselves or 
like maybe confronting something that's uncomfortable or realizing that, oh, well, you know, this may require me to make a change. And I don't know that I feel like making a change right now. Isn't it easier to just like keep doing what I'm doing? Um, it's a hard process, but again, if you're taking the time you want to truly invest in yourself, um, you, you kind of just have to be in for the ride because it, it's just, um, it's worth it. I mean, obviously if, if, if you feel like you need a little bit of guidance and doesn't like mine was career driven, but like we've talked about personal life, whether it be like romantic relationship, family relationships, my emotional health, my health and fitness journey. I mean, we've talked about it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you just have to be willing to be open. Um, and also very honest because I think that there are certain, I'm, I'm sure it could be easy to kind of come into this coaching environment. And for me, the person being coached to kind of like BS on my way through it, like, yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah. I made that list. Yeah. I prioritize, but then you're not getting anything out of it. Like really take the tools and use them and practice them. And again, it could be hard and it could be maybe cumbersome or out of your normal practice for every day, like writing a list, you know, of what was the win for that day or what you want to work on or, you know, creating a task list for, task list for yourself. But if you just try <laughs> and try to implement that as a practice, it's, it could go so far and like, it can't get any worse, right? Like if you're considering it's <laughs> right thing, right? It's, it's not going to get worse. So if it's something that can, can actually help you and make your life better, then try it. And then at that point, if it doesn't work, you know, if maybe a different tool would be more helpful, then at least you'll know. <laughs> and you yeah. can kind of, you know, gear your, gear your goals a little bit differently or gear your, your everyday a little bit differently. But um, yeah, I, I, I say it a lot, but it, it's, it's been hard, but it, it's definitely worth it. And that hard is really just the self-reflection. Yeah. No, it def- I mean, it definitely is hard because, I mean, you get coaching and then you take action and then we evaluate the action and then you get coaching mm-hmm. and you take action and you evaluate the action until you're getting the results that you want. But it's hard to have a mirror held up mm-hmm. and for you to learn to take accountability for your own results. And part of that is the way that you're thinking and understanding that connection between your thoughts and your results and how you have the power to make that change. But you Mm -hmm. have to, you have to want to do that work. You have to want to have someone hold the mirror up to you and to listen Mm -hmm. to you and to point out when you're doing things that aren't aligned with what you said you wanted and to question, you know, some of your decisions or to notice if you're not really being genuine Mm -hmm. or you're saying you're doing things when you're not and to, to really help you not from a place of like, making you do something you don't want to do because it's always about what you want, but just to help you get out of your own way and understand Mm -hmm. yourself so that you can get what you want. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's huge. I mean, everything's hard. Right. But like, I am a firm believer that people should invest in themselves. And I've, I've tried to leave my example of that for the last couple of years. And, um, I mean, this, this definitely supports that point, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's giving back so much. Um, and I'm really excited because again, my goal, one of my main goals was 
as I approached a decade of life, I wanted to kind of have like a clearer path forward Mm -hmm. and things that I want to focus on this next like part of my life. And it's exciting because I'm like, I'm right on track for that. Like I've just like funk and cleared the clutter and now I can do more of like the fun, the fun stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And we have another six months together. Like you talk to more than your mom. So we are like keeping you alive. But you are like, I mean, you're doing so many amazing things now. And I think it's such a good like testament to when you invest in yourself and you do the work, like you said, and you get, because that's where the growth happens is where you're uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. if you can get comfortable being uncomfortable, then you can really achieve anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's been great. I really, really enjoyed the process. Yeah. It's hard. I have enjoyed it. It is hard. We laugh in every session, but it's also we do. Hard. We do. <laughs> You are going to have this image of me being like a school teacher with like a ruler. Right. Like, <laughs> I know. I'm like, she's going like, to hate it when I say that this is, is hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is there anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to mention? I think we've covered it all. I was like making sure we, we talked about career and the personal life just because, you know, I could go off on tangents forever. But no, I think I think we covered it. Awesome. Well, before we go, I know that you um, are doing Beachbody and you're a coach. So do you want to share maybe where people can find you if they want to kind of follow you or learn more about it? (laughs) Sure. So um, Instagram is always the best way. Um, My name on Instagram is jburke514. Um, Currently doing a really fantastic cleanse. (laughs) Quite quite the journey, again, proving to yourself that... uh, you can do hard things. Um, but no, I, I really just, that's another part of my personal journey that I have just truly enjoyed and really have loved just doing something for myself and would always love for people to join me on that. Um, just always to better your life. <laughs> yeah, and they can catch some of your live videos firsthand. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Yes. Thank you for having me. This is great. Bye. That is all for this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you heard this interview with Jenna and you're thinking, oh, I want to try that out for myself or I'm curious, I encourage you to apply for coaching with me one-on-one. All you do is go to www.melissamlawrence.com. There is a place right on my website for you to go to work with me and fill out the application. Once you do that, I will reach out and we will have a conversation to determine if it is a good fit. I will put a link in the show notes. Have a great rest of your week. Mm -hmm.